Welcome to the Fieldhouse Strength Podcast. Fieldhouse Strength Podcast. If it's strength and conditioning, powerlifting, athlete performance, general fitness, and anything in between, we're talking about it. We're talking about it. Your hosts are pros who've done it all and here to share that knowledge with you. This is the Fieldhouse Strength Podcast. And here are your hosts, Sean Jones and Jonathan Bird. And welcome back to the Fieldhouse Strength Podcast. I'm Sean Jones, and with me as always is Jonathan Bird. Hey, welcome back, guys. All right. Well, my voice is not quite as clear and beautiful as it normally is because I've been sick. Um, but I'll, you know, we'll all make it through somehow. Yeah, we'll, we'll, the struggle is real. We'll make it. Yeah. So today we've got a very serious topic, one that's uh, really at the core of everyone's routine, uh, whether or not you get strong or fast, or reach any type of goal in the weight room is going to hinge upon this. Don't you think so, Gordon? Always. This is a key component of a good training program. Yep, and and uh, that component is the best workout song while you're in the gym. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's, a, it's a massive, massively important absolutely. part. Absolutely. <laughs> I really need a song that makes me rock hard. Yeah. I mean, a, a, hard, a, a song that rocks really hard that makes me want to – Work out hard. I think you're right the first time. Yeah, rock hard. Yeah. All right. So um, we've each compiled a list of 10 and uh, with a couple of bonuses as well. So, Bird, by all means, do the honors and give us your first one. All right. So let, let's be clear here. you got to remember that I'm a power lifter by nature. So this is all heavy lifting. Yeah. And I think if you lift without some sort of music playing, you might be a psycho. So that's a whole nother, yeah. uh, another topic. Uh my number 10, Colors by Ice-T. Ooh. My nightmare walking, psychopath talking, king of the jungle. First few lines of it. Man, my favorite. makes me want to go back and redo my list. That's a pretty <laughs> good one. <laughs> also, it tells my age a little bit. Yeah, well, I think, I think mine are quite dated as well. Yeah. <laughs> it is what it, it is. It is what it is. But you know what? Music does suck now, said Grandfather Jones. <laughs> I got some new stuff on mine, believe it or not, with newer. Yeah, I've got newer as in 21st century. Yeah. 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 So I tried to put mine in order of, you know, you know, from 10 to 1, but it's it's a loose one. But my first one is Irresistible Force by Jane's Addiction. Ah, that's a good one. Yeah. You know, it just the crescendo of the whole thing just. Makes me puff my chest out and <laughs> peacocking a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, start to peacock, especially in the nineties when I was wearing those um, Hulk Hogan shirts yeah, and the uh, MC Hammer workout pants. Oh, oh, oh. Um, the, 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 the parachute the, pants. Yeah, the the zebra pants. Yeah, remember those? I, I was a little before my time. Yeah, I don't think I ever wore those, but I did have one of those Hulk Hogan esque Gold's Gym t- uh, oh, yeah. tank tops. That, that was a requirement in the nineties. Oh yeah, no doubt. Um, all right, my number nine, Bring Your Whole Crew by DMX. How did I, yours is way better than mine so far. I forgot DMX existed. There's like three I can think of already for him. 
I remember this being played at a powerlifting meet and the promoter looking at them and making them change the song immediately. <laughs> because because of the first the first few parts of the lyrics. But that's kind of the point. Yeah, well, you know, powerlifting got soft after a while. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. The powerlifting meet, it's like... There's, there's some kids in the crowd. Uh, yeah, I guess. I thought, uh, talking, about, talking, about, talking about having sex with a corpse is probably not... <laughs> Not the greatest start. But you talk about motivation, though. Yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> Better get going. Yeah. <laughs> well, my next one is My War by Black Flag. And a uh, little little nod to punk music in there. Oh. And uh, that, that won't be making its appearance on my list. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if you've played Grand Theft Auto 5, it's on that uh, punk station. So listen to it, you'll hear it. Uh, number eight, this is the newest song on my list, uh, Super Gremlin by Kodak Black. Super Gremlin. Wasn't that a... Uh, no, not the it, ones you feed after midnight, not those gremlins. They turn into that, yes. Okay. But Antonio Brown made reference to that after he, he, he tore his clothes off on, on the football field. Yeah, and yeah, he's a weird I guy. didn't understand that reference <laughs> I'm in that context. <laughs> well, he's you listen, you listen to the song. Yeah. Okay, got it, got it. So, uh, my, ne- my next one is The Master Has Come Back by Damian Marley. That one really, you, it's almost like if I were to ever fight in the UFC, but, di- but they were going to call it right before I got to the cage, that would be my walkout song. Come out yeah. 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 And then talk a lot of trash. I'd be like, oh, what? We're not fighting? Uh, my, my number seven come in, uh, Set It Off by Boosie. Boosie. Yeah. yeah. I, I, uh, and it, it really made its way back on my rotation after, uh, the women's basketball national championship game. They showed LSU in the warm-ups before the game, and they're they're in there dancing to set it off by Boosie. Yeah. And then it went to Iowa, and they're they're dancing around singing to something much softer. And I'm like, oh yeah, they're they're losing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how that game turned out. <laughs> well, you said Iowa, and I've been to Iowa. No offense, Iowa. Um, yeah, I just it, it I hearkened back a little bit in the first. When I first started working at gyms and just hearing for eight hours a day, I don't know how, if I made it through that, I can make it through anything. Well, to be clear, I don't think any of my songs could be played out loud in the public gym. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm assuming you have headphones on and or you're in a powerlifting. uh... Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't think that should have been played out loud. But it was, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just because it hurt my head. Oh, it was all about beats per minute. Hurt in my sleep. When the pandemic came, that was nothing. I'd been through hell already. <laughs> so number seven for me is Thunder Kiss 1965 by Rob Zombie. Finally, a Rob Zombie appearance. It actually doesn't have anything on my list, but Dragula is would be in the eclectic mix of songs that I would If I had to pick another Rob Zombie, that would be it. Yeah. Speaking of Rob Zombie, friend of mine, you know him. Um, Name starts with a C. He's a legend. He met Rob Zombie a couple of years ago. Yeah, and uh, they're about the same age. And and Rob Zombie goes, man, you look pretty good. Wish I looked as good as you. He goes, yeah, you do look like shit. Probably not a good way to start that conversation. No, but I think I think he appreciated it. All right, coming in strong at number six, "Never Scared" by Bone Crusher. Never scared. Yeah, I'm just so. 
From outside the, the club. Yeah, the really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. The good, the good, the good uh, hip hop songs are just at the back of my mind. But every time you say one, I'm like, yeah, that would get the job done. <laughs> Number six is sabotaged by the Beastie Boys. Ah, uh, it almost made mine. Mm-hmm. It, it was in the you know the original list, and I started just kind of marking stuff off as we go through it. But it, yeah, that, that would have that's in my top fifteen for sure. So I have a a Jewish rap trio on there at least so far. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. <laughs> Solid. Uh, this one is one that a lot of people wouldn't know. And so I got to tell the background of this. So when I first started powerlifting, the guy kind of taught me everything was on VHS, not VHS tapes, but the cassette tapes, you know, and, you know, there's a rotation of the same four or five cassettes. But this was always his squat song, so it kind of made it into my squat song years later. Uh, Space Station Number Five by Montrose. Oh yeah, you know it starts off really slow, and then like a minute or so in, the guitar part drops in, and yeah. you know, and so when you're as far as powerlifting goes, by the time you wrap your knees, get your belt on, that build up gets to that point, and then it's time to get our Never thought about the build up. That does make sense. Yeah, that reminds me of one that used to be real, real big in the locker room in the 1900s when I was at Methodist. Was a <laughs> prodigy. Yeah. yeah, that was a pretty good one. Uh, so the next one I've got, I think you'll appreciate. First Day Out to Feds by Gucci Mane. There's <laughs> uh, some gutter music now. Oh, That's what I'm talking about. No doubt. And you got to really appreciate the lyrics. My favorite one is, my own mama turn her back on me, and that's my mama. That's <laughs> a sure way to make it rhyme. Yeah, yeah. Well, the same word. Again. Yeah, exactly. It's going to happen every yeah. time. Yep. Um, what was that, number five? And number four. All right, this is a newer one. Let them know by Jeezy. Jeezy. When I started making my uh, my profound comeback tour and uh, powerlifting there, that was uh, that was on rotation every time I went for a big lift. I guarantee you. There we go. Uh, now I've got another appearance by Jane's Addiction here, and it's Mountain Song. The ones that are coming down the mountain. You know. No, I don't think that's it. No. No, that's coming around the mountains, what you're thinking of. This is a different one. Oh, uh, yeah. okay. I was like, I don't think I can lift that. Now, that other one, you'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Because <laughs> you, when you know she's coming around the mountain. Yeah. Rock hard. All right. <laughs> back, back rock hard. Uh, <laughs> what number are we on? I forgot. Right on uh, I think I'm on... I think I'm on number three. Yeah, that sounds about right. Sweet Emotion by Aerosmith. Oh, yeah. And, again, this was one of the guys I trained with. That was his squat song. And so, you know, just ingrained into me. It, when you're young, 17, 18 years old, and these these guys lifting these weights that you thought you could never, never see, you know, it, it motivated you and stuck with you. So it's one of those songs that just flips the switch for me because it takes me back to – watching those guys lift weights that I didn't think were humanly possible, yeah. you know, 20 years ago. Whoa, whoa, wow. No, 30 years Maybe ago. Maybe 20 years before you listened to it. Ago. Yeah, 25 years ago. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's funny how you can make associations like that. You know what our hype song was at Methodist my senior year? What was that? We Are Family. Okay. Yeah. Coach Seiple turned it on. Yeah. Before we played Frostburg and started dancing, and we thought it was funny, and then he played it before the game. And then it, that it, we went from the year before, Pastor Troy being our entrance song, yeah. to We Are Family, All My Sisters and Me. Yeah. Yeah. It got us hyped, though. All right, Coach. Yeah. yeah. Appreciate you, brother. Miss you. Yeah. Rest in peace, Coach. Yeah.
So number three, right? Yeah, 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 three. Mother by Danzig. Ah, classic. Absolute classic. Yeah. yeah. Didn't think about it. It would probably still be in my top 15, though. It's, one of, it's a good one. Yeah, I mean, dude, straight up calling out somebody's daddy. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm good with that one. Uh, I think I'll, so I'm on number two right now. Um, they Know by Jelly Roll. That's a newer song. You know, it was when Jelly Roll was still rapping and not singing country music. Fat dude. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, yeah. Hence the name Jelly Roll. Right, but right. you never know. Yeah, I, I know who you're talking about, though. I actually saw him, uh, his bodyguard was making fun of him for being fat on yeah, a YouTube probably. video. It's pretty funny. I'm not surprised by yeah. that. Yeah, but I like it. It's a little mix of uh, rap and rockish. I'm a fan. I got the perfect song for that. We'll talk about that later. All right. Um, so, number two, Bring Them Out by T.I. Oh, yeah, classic. Yeah. Classic. T.I. is on my uh, rotation of uh, squat songs. Uh, that, that one is fits up there. 24s is the one I normally go with. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. but, but he's on my rotation. Of, he's got a couple. I'm, I'm a fan. Definitely a fan. Okay. So my number one, I save this one specifically when I go for squats. My biggest one, Zombie Stomp by Black Sabbath. Oh, yeah. Black Sabbath. Now, I can appreciate that one. I almost put Paranoid on my list. Yeah, Zombie Stomp has always been one. You know, it's one of those that build up to. I mean, I could have snuck in two or three of them. I could have went uh, Mr. Tinker Train, which, you know, but that's kind of about a child molester, so I really didn't want to, like, play. Yeah, that's that's creepy. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that's what that was about until, like, I looked at the lyrics one day, and I'm like, oh, he's talking about a child. I didn't know that until just now. Yeah, Yeah, it's weird. Hmm. But I really like the guitar. You know, War Pigs would be one that would be similar. Yeah. Have you heard... um, War Pigs that been covered by, and I'm drawing a blank on his name. He did a whole album of covers recently, and it is awesome. Oh, man. I'm going to draw a blank. Ah, T-Pain. No, really? Yeah, T-Pain. The type, the type of that name of the album is on top of the covers. Get out of here. And he covers War Pigs. I have to play it for you after uh, we're, we're done. Like, it, it, like you know, it's auto-tuned with him singing it. It is amazing. I'm interested in hearing that, actually. My number one is Smell Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. Yeah, that's an all-time great song. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to beat. It's one of the first, one of the really only things I learned how to play a chord on the guitar, you know what yep, I mean? Yep. And that was, but, I mean, that, a classic. All-time, one of the all-time best songs. You know, even if you don't like, you know, that era of rock music, you have to appreciate that as a quality song. Every one of my teammates that liked rap only liked that song. Yeah. Everyone. You know, it's... Quick story about how I first heard that. I was in my bedroom watching my 13-inch television <laughs> that you turned with the knob. and uh, But I had a cable box hooked to it so I could get MTVs. Remember the ones you had to push the button? the channel 13, and then you had to be able to go with the box. Exactly. So it was the world premiere on when MTV played videos. Oh, yeah. This was a long, long time ago. And I just remember going, what is that? Those chicks are dancing and they got tattoos. I shouldn't like this, but I do. <laughs> uh, so, so that rounds out the top 10. You got any guilty pleasures that you're afraid to tell people? <laughs> I got a couple, man. I got a couple to laugh at that I would not play out loud. They would definitely be on my headphones. <laughs> All right. So the first one, uh, Real American. Hulk Hogan entrance by Rick Derringer. I'm a real American. Oh, I was a Hulkamaniac. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, man. 
21 inch python. I wonder how many how many t shirts he went through. Uh, quite a few, I'm sure. You can buy them at a store now. Oh, can you? Yeah, pre ripped. Like a shop, yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know about pre ripped. Okay, yeah. Because <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, another coach disciple story. He got this from Woody Hayes. He was talking about when he was coaching at Davidson and he was trying to get them all fired up and he was just kind of giving us the personality of the guys he was coaching. And uh, so he took a baseball cap and cut it a little bit in the front underneath with a razor blade. And then he was talking about the team they were playing. And he snatches his hat off and rips it down down the middle and throws it on the ground. And they just kind of looked at him like, why'd you tear that hat? <laughs> <laughs> a different kind of kid there, I think, than yeah. that was at Methodist during the 90s and early 2000s. <laughs> Half of Miami, Florida, <laughs> playing football at, at Meth. Exactly. The U of the North. He was the U of the North. He used to say we were the 13th grade for Ocala Vanguard High School. Yeah, because you had so many kids. Yeah, it was like 10 guys on the team from there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my guilty pleasure is Dark Horse by Katy Perry. Uh, hey, look, I almost put a Katy Perry song up there. I, I Believe it or not, I'm, I'm a fan of Katy Perry. Look, the beat drops pretty hard on that. <laughs> Oh, I, I got another one for you. Holding Out for a Hero by Bonnie Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> he's got to be strong and he's got to be oh, ready God. for the fight. Really? <laughs> yes. It makes me think of short circuit. Where? <laughs> where, <laughs> where the robot is taking out Oscar. I used to love Ali Sheedy. Oh, she was great. Wasn't she in that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, absolute guilty pleasure. I blasted in the car the other day, and my wife is staring at me like, "What is wrong with you?" Because it's going from you know '90s hip hop to. <laughs> hey, look, I've got one that's in that same category. Africa by Toto. <laughs> and I even like the Weezer version. Have you heard of that one? Yeah. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, and my my last guilty pleasure one, and you you most of you probably never heard of this one. I'm not just good; I'm the best. By Dr. CC himself, Clarence Carter. Clarence Carter. Everybody, everybody thinks of Clarence Carter. They think of stroking or patches. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I, that's one of my favorites. I'm not just good; I'm the best. You know, it's really surprising because I thought he was a pretty humble guy after listening to stroking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> he makes some outrageous claims in some of his. He time. certainly does. That's what he'd be doing. Yeah. So yeah. He'd be stroking. What a man. <laughs> well, I've got honorable mentions on here, too. Okay. So, Lunatic Fringe by Tom Cochran. If you've ever seen the movie. I don't know that. Yeah. It's a pretty uh, pretty niche, but if, you, if you're part of it, you know, if you, if you watch the movie Vision Quest and liked it, you'd be furious if we left it off. <laughs> I can tell you right now, Brandon Spies is somewhere thinking about working out and listening to that. Thank you. Thank you. While he does his financial planning. Policy. Exactly. That's right. He's, he's balancing his checkbook and thinking about jumping rope and listening <laughs> to Lunatic Fringe. That's a good one. <laughs> and, then, and then, of course, I had a tiger by Survivor. I mean, look, that's, you, you can't go wrong with any, any of the Rocky bass songs yeah. as far as a workout goes. That was uh, Bob Blick, the guy that ran the weight room here at White Oak for several years. That was, that was a must. It was going to be played in the weight room. Um, kind of kind of a guilty one that, that would have been out there, and it's kind of an odd one there, but it's uh, Love Walks In by Van Halen. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't think anything by Van Halen is going to be too guilty. Of a- 
Yeah, yeah, it's kind of a softer one, though. Oh, I know. They did some Ballard-esque yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. High for uh, Teacher's a good one. Oh, I'd have put that on my list if I'd have thought about it. Classic. Yeah, I, you know, I have a lot of um, 70s rock in what would be played, like, kind of in rotation, but that was because of the guys that I came up training with. It just – the nostalgia brings back, you know, that flip of the switch – you know, for me, when as far as lifting goes, I mean, it just does. Yeah, it's it's weird what you hear and, and think about. When I was in the locker room, we'd get ready for practice and stuff in college. You know, everybody was listening to um, Foxy 99 in Fayetteville back then. Oh, yeah. And so it seemed like literally every other song was the Macarena. <laughs> I mean, that was like the jam in 1997 for whatever reason. And uh, I still haven't forgiven them for it. The the one uh, so you know we were heavy in Sabbath and Aerosmith back then, and so but there's one Sabbath song that would come on that would cause the guy that we trained with to literally break the stereo. He'd break one a year, along with one a scale a year too, because if it weighed him funky, he'd get mad. And start <laughs> um, but Black Sabbath, it's all right. It's like it's talks about we always called it sasha because the name of it was you know talking about a person that was sasha yeah. it is the softest weirdest song ever and somehow it made it on that black sabbath and, and he would blame the, the radio oh, for would, it oh he would go there and bust it you know, like you'd have to run to the stereo and flip the tape over before he would you know because if it came on while he was lifted it was getting broken oh man i hope his wife didn't like that song oh man i tell you i watched him uh you know we trained in a garage yeah. And he would headbutt stuff before he lifted, like, you know, really heavy. It was kind of scary because he was a large He's a pretty laid-back guy. Yeah, yeah. Nicest guy in the world, except when lifting. And, uh, man, there's a screw sticking out of the garage door. Man, he headbutted it, and it tore a chunk. I mean, there was a piece of meat hanging on the screw. Ooh. Blood's pouring, and he's getting under the squat bar like nothing happened. And I'm shivering like a small child, scared to death. In the so you're a teenager. Yeah, because I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I was scared to death. Um, but look, my first first year, I wasn't allowed to talk in the gym. You loaded plates, you lifted what they told you to do, and you didn't talk. I told somebody that story about it the other day, how you weren't allowed to talk for a year. You, you don't bring suggestions or ideas. No, mm -mm. you do as told to learn. Yeah. And, you know, as I got stronger and learned, then I could, you know, I could talk. I couldn't tell anybody what to do. No, that was no. Not yeah, they, they didn't care what you <laughs> thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but I was allowed to speak. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> like, do do I put a twenty five on? Like I was allowed to ask questions. <laughs> right. You were, you were. Before that I was just allowed to observe and then okay, he put a twenty five. I'm gonna put a twenty five. <laughs> you know. They didn't even acknowledge that you needed to do it, just what? They set me up one time bad, man. We had it was the garage was set in two separate places and so like you could go around a wall and there was like a lap pull down, like a, where you sit on the ground and do pull downs, yep. you know? And, of course, he's doing the entire stack plus plates and stuff added to it. So, I mean, it's, you know, a few hundred pounds. Well, if you weren't heavy and strong, it would pull you right off the ground. Yeah. Well, the guy that we're training with set me up. He's like, hey, man, I need you to go in there and put some pressure on his shoulder so he can stay on the ground. So I walk around the corner. Oh, no. And go to put my hands on him. And he loses. <laughs> what, what in the hell are you doing? You know, and then I hear the other guy laughing. You know, you know, from other side. I just scurried back to the other side, scared to death. Oh, I like lifting weights. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not cut out for this. Oh man, yeah, absolutely. Like I told you, you know, uh, Space Station Five was, you know, his squat song, and I will never forget this, man, till the day I die. 
I watched him squat 615 for eight reps and just some old gold line knee wraps. No squat suit, no, no. I mean, it, at the time, it was just an amazing lift to me. I mean, he was an 800 and some pound raw squatter back before people did. In a garage. Yeah, and he didn't compete. He just, he competed like twice ever. He just enjoyed powerlifting. Yes. And I remember he, he had such bad shoulder mobility, and it was when, you know, we didn't really have squat bars back then. You just had a regular 45 pound bar. His hands would literally go on top of the plates until, like, he's not really holding the ball. Holy cow, just you know? balancing it. Yeah, and so, you know, he hits that seventh or eight. I think he got to seven. I think eight was the most he ever done. He did seven, was getting ready to go for eight, and the bar starts sliding. And instead of spotting it, the other guy just turned and ran. Oh. I mean, he ran out of the garage and everything. And I'm stuck in the corner because, again, I wasn't allowed to spot yeah. him because yeah. I wasn't, you know, strong enough or new enough. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it, I mean, it falls off his back. It hurts his shoulder. He turns around, takes his belt off, throws it through the window. <laughs> and I'm stuck in the corner, 17-year-old, scared to death. And, you know, the, the, the older guys in there took all left. They left me stuck in the building with him because they knew he was getting ready to lose his shit. And they didn't bother to tell me to leave. Did you sneak out? No, I was trying. <laughs> so, Space Station number five, man. That's why it's on the list because I, that, that's the level of intensity that, that, that reminds that me. That is a level of intensity. Oh, man. He, he was a different. He still trains. Still trains three days a week right now, 60-some years old. Still know. pretty strong? Oh, yeah. For a 60-some year old guy. Absolutely. Strong. And, and does construction. During the day, you know, I don't, you know, I don't, I, I teach all day and sometimes don't have energy to lift. I don't know how he does. I don't it. either. That's uh, uh, what's the strongest old guy you ever seen? Him? Yeah. Uh, no, David Ricks. He's a USAPL IPF guy. You know, so lifetime drug free. Um, man, he's like a seven hundred pound squatter and like knee sleeves at like sixty five years old. Jeez. Yeah, it's insane. And like, I mean, he's just David Ricks is probably the strongest older guy I've ever seen. I've seen some some pretty cool stuff, you know, over the years from some older lifters. Most of the time it's in the deadlift. Yeah. yeah. Uh, most of the time some older people have some really good deadlifts. Don't necessarily have the fl flexibility for the other stuff. Yeah, the squat or, you know, the joint issues with benching, you know, in the shoulders and stuff, you know, in the elbows. But, but yeah, Dave Ricks is probably the older guy. Dave's the strongest guy that nobody's ever heard of. Hmm. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because he didn't compete. He didn't like to compete. He, he said, you know, the – the competition itself, you know, I mean, looking back at it, it sounds like anxiety basically, but he just didn't enjoy it. Now, he enjoyed making me really strong, and he enjoyed taking me to places to lift. Like, he paid for, like, my first three or four powerlifting meets. Like, oh, yeah. he wouldn't let me pay for my hotel room, nothing. Like, he, you know. That's pretty like, cool. Like, it, like, once I made the commitment that I was willing to do it, you know. So, like, you know, I tell you these stories about how intense that guy was and how the music matches up to it and why it still does it to me. But the reality of it was he was one of the nicest humans you'll ever yeah. meet. Like, yeah. you know, he would literally give you the shirt off his back. I mean, every piece of training equipment I got for the first five or six years was his or he bought me something new. Like, here, I need you to use this. I need you to try this. I need you, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. And then eventually as I got to be a really good lifter, he would listen to me some and take advice from me some. And, like, you know, he, he respected me as a peer after a decade. You're right. But it, right. But, it, but it took a decade. You know what, though? I'd rather have somebody where you earn it that way, you know? Oh, absolutely, man. I still – we did some crazy stuff, man, some stuff that was really dangerous and not smart. But it, it was 
you know, just how he was taught. It was, you know, where the sport of powerlifting was back then versus now, yeah. you yeah. know, 20 years of science and, you know, people learning how to really make things work. But I still use a lot of his training principles today, even with the kids and stuff that I that I coach. I mean, he was, really was a smart guy. And like I said, I mean, he's still strong. He doesn't – he does, like, everything for reps now. So he'll do, like, 315 for – as many reps as he can for a couple sets in the squat and the same thing in the bench, the same thing in the deadlift. And occasionally I'll get a video of him. He'll go up to 405 and do a couple reps and send me a video and, you know, talk trash. Yeah, a guy like that. And then, you know, he probably started lifting in the early 80s, yeah. you know, when it was really the wild frontier. I remember him showing me pictures of him and Junior Flood lifting together. And Dave was like 185 pounds, like just tall and skinny, 6'2", some change, skinny. And, you know, when I was lifting with him, he was 300 pounds and just a massive human being. And, you know, it was – and I tend to believe him because I have no reason for him to have lied to me. He was a drug-free lifter all the way through that. That's unbelievable. Yeah, you know what I mean? But he was like – I mean, I always – now I've gotten older, I understand it. Like, he would we'd get off work, he would take a nap before we would train. Like, you know, it was just – he was very serious about what he did and didn't compete. It was the craziest thing in the world. And it always bothered me that he didn't compete because I wanted other people to enjoy. This freak. This freak. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, not that's something you see every day. I've never seen that. The strongest guy I ever saw that was natural helped coach my JV football team, and he drove a Pepsi truck. And he said he played for the risk, and I think it was a lie, but uh, maybe. But he was – Six three, probably about four hundred pounds, mm. big old belly, but he looked like a V from the back. back. Mm. And it's the first time I saw anybody put four or five on the bar, and he benched it for ten. And we had one of those eighty-five pound thick bars, and I saw him squat over six hundred for reps, for like three or four, you know. Yeah, it's strong. Yeah, for sure. People don't, people don't understand. You know the the numbers you see from lifters and stuff today are so misleading because everything's advanced so much. I mean, even a good set of knee wraps, people add 100 pounds to their squat. With. Yeah. You, know yeah. I mean? you know what I mean? So it's, it's not the same as it was in the 70s and 80s, you know, with, I mean, people would sneak, cut off jeans under their singlets to add. More to them. Yeah, 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 you know what I yeah. mean? Like, it's just a different world back then. You were just lifting the damn weight. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, just, just different, you know, with no, with raggedy bars and really skinny benches and just, it's just different world, man. You know, I. You know, we're blessed to know what we know about training now. Yeah. And in 10 years from now, it'll be even more and more and more, yeah. you know. I joke that powerlifting's gotten nerdy, but it's been nerdy in a good way for, for as far as the numbers go. Yeah. You know, being more intelligent with what we're doing. Well, I guess two strongest old guys I've seen was Ed Brown, the sheriff here. Oh, yeah. I would, yeah. And you talk about equipment that sucked. Mm-hmm. He had one. I mean, all of his stuff was like Sears. <laughs> yeah, sounds about And I right. saw him bench 405 with his feet off the ground for uh, five sets of six at 60 yeah, years old. 60 years old. Well, the real question is, what kind of music was Ed playing in the gym? None. Yeah, so psycho. Yeah, psycho. psycho. In this yeah, tobacco barn, tobacco. you mean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I knew it was out in the middle of like a shed. Yeah, I used to go work out there in the summers and until I threw up because, you know, it's 95 degrees outside. And... uh but I had just done 405 for my max, and it was at least that much. He may have added a couple, but he, five sets of six was feet crossed, and he was, uh, he was probably 58. Yeah. And he, he's an older guy, but he, even like, 
when at the end of his time as a sheriff, when he was you know in his sixties, great big. Oh, he was in his seventies. I remember him. And my grandfather was a similar age, and they were friends. Yeah. Well, oh, my my dad remembers him running around. What they call it the loop there in the Halls Run where they lived, which is about five miles, pulling his kids in a wagon, <laughs> and he would run the whole five miles at two hundred and seventy pounds or whatever. And the, and at that time when I saw him bench that much, I was there one day. He goes. Come on back this evening. The news is going to be out here. I said, okay. And they were doing a story on him, and he's working out with his shirt off at 300 pounds. Yeah. And uh, I wouldn't work out with my shirt off at 200 pounds on TV. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the other, I guess this guy was more of a sleeper than anything. I was at the YMCA in Wilmington, and this guy comes up in a pair of slacks and a buttoned-up checkered shirt. But he was 67 because I got to know him a little bit. Frank Magaldino. And uh, he benches 275 for eight. <laughs> Big pair of thick glasses. <laughs> Just, well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mug him. Don't mug him. Yeah. But it's so funny how, you know, those types of memories and things that happen in the gym are so tied to music and what you listen to and what you do. I mean, it just, it just is, you know. I always tell people you want to get the kids excited in the weight room. Hand, hand them the the aux cord to the to the speaker and let them go at it. You know, yeah. and and that's yeah. Sometimes it's not what you want to hear, but that's fine. You know, the kid if it's got the kids going and they're they're lifting and getting after it, then what does it matter? And nobody wanted to hear what we wanted to play back then either. Nah. We need to have a we need to have a run out song for games. <laughs> Cowboys from hell. That's my. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. Uh, I always loved uh, Inner Sandman by, you know, Metallica, uh, Virginia Tech. That's the best one to me, yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. Everybody's jumping up and down. Yeah, that's a good one. That would that would make me want to commit there if I were some big-time recruit, just going and seeing that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool, man, with the lights kill and stuff. And Clemson's hard to beat, but yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> but if, uh, if I went there first. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you never know. Well, I think we have uh, – we came up with a pretty good playlist, so write them down, and you'll guaranteed to get stronger. Yeah, I promise yeah, you. No doubt about it. You'll be squatting. Don't listen to that uh, Black Sabbath song, though, or you, it'll make you weaker. But Yeah, yeah. So, smile, Sasha, smile. It's not going to get nope, you No, but listen to whatever else Dave listened to sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you next time.